and the clock has started. This is episode 160, recording October 10th, 2021. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing some more Nintendo news, some uh, animal rights controversies, um, what we've been playing, maybe some what we've been watching as well. And to do that, I have with me, as always, Mr. Shannon. I need a pack of Jaguars just to make a belt more. (laughs) What's up? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How you doing? Uh, you know, um, just living that Far Cry life, you know. Yep. It's it's good though in this in the we'll get it we'll get into it later. But it's a it's um I just needed to shoot things, and this game allowed I, me to do that. My my understanding is uh, that game is good for shooting things. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. So, yes. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, as as you can hear, we do not have Mr. Justin Time Carter with Thank us. Thank God. No, I mean, oh, so, yeah, it's sorry. It's it's bad. I'm, it's bad. Oof. Wow, the hostility. <laughs> Jeez. Not even trying to cover it up. Um, but he is on a well-earned vacation in the wilds of Southern California. So uh, may he enjoy our many great theme parks and uh, Mexican eating establishments. And uh, we will catch him next week. Uh, thank you guys for holding down the fort while I was incapacitated last week. Yeah, so, uh, so how'd a, you do that? Uh, I got old, Shannon. <laughs> Is, that's, that's how I did that. Uh, so now, a few years back, I had a work-related injury where I tore my meniscus. Uh, it was a side of the meniscus tear it didn't require surgery it was able to heal on its own or so i thought and then uh at the end of a wonderful weekend with my wife i got back in our car to go home and upon swinging my leg up to go into the car tore all the scar tissue off that meniscus and uh yeah that hurt real bad so Sitting there going, I don't know if I, I, I couldn't really, it, swe- it swelled up really awful. I couldn't really stand on it. Ended up going to the ER because I didn't know what the hell was going on with it. And uh, after some scans and other things, they're like, oh, yeah, there was a whole bunch of scar tissue there. And uh, it's not there now, but you've got a bunch of swelling. So you're probably going to have more scar tissue there now soon. So, yeah, have fun. So a week later. I can walk on it. It's still not feeling great, but it's better. And it, uh, yeah, here we are. Mm. The perils of being 42, you know? Yeah, the meniscus is always such a, a fickle beast, right? Because, you yeah. know, they're like, yeah, we can we can do surgery on it, but, you know, it's probably just going to do the same thing again, like, later on down the line. So you could roll the dice and, you know, 
just let it heal on its own, or you know, we'll try mm-hmm. to fix it. And either way, it's you're gonna have the same issue. <laughs> well, they basically said uh, if it's not any better within a week, we need to do a full MRI and probably do surgery because that means it's torn all the way through now. But it is much better than it was a week ago. So I think I think I'm in the clear as far as needing surgery. So well, that's good. Was it like a fiery yeah. pain, like a fireball in the knee? Uh, it was, it, it was like, a like, like someone knifed me right in the side of the knee. Mm, it, like you've been playing Skyrim and you took an arrow to the knee. Exactly. Like <laughs> I was getting into the car and then I took an arrow to the knee. Yes. <laughs> Just like that. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was the instability of the knee though. That was really troubling. It's like when I tried to walk on it, it would just like wobble. Like mm. I had no I could stand on it just fine, but as soon as I took put my leg out to like take a normal step forward, the whole thing just felt like a bowl of jelly in the knee, and it was very troubling. Mm, but, that would uh, be very alarming. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's one of those things you never think about until you have to, and then it's terrifying. You know? <laughs> um, but uh, but thankfully, because I did that many moons ago i had i still had my like hardcore knee brace from that when it healed the first time so i wore that all week mm. which doesn't let your knee move any direction except uh bending like normal and uh that that helped a lot actually so awesome so then you wore that and doubled down and went to a flogging molly concert <laughs> no no uh <laughs> we took the kids to to go see rancid and dropkick murphy's uh which was me going to the amphitheater and then sitting down mm-hmm, or 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 standing and that was the extent of my movement at that show there was there were no there were no mosh pits there were no uh, <laughs> dancing there was no none of that the kids I did just, a lot of dancing. i could just see you like showing up and being like jv watch this this is how the men do it and just like running yeah. into the mosh pit <laughs> Uh, no, he saw the mosh pit and was very concerned mm-hmm. that, uh, so, so our good friend, uh, Carlos was there with us and, uh, we told Jonathan we were going to grab him and run right into the mosh pit with him. And he was very concerned because <laughs> we, we, lo- we looked serious. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, now I do have to ask, is it a different experience seeing these bands when you're sitting down and taking it in as opposed to running around crushing people's skulls? It is. It is. Um, but it's a very different experience when your children are there. Mm. Because what you what I came to realize is as fun as it was to take them, and I enjoyed having them there. It was awesome to be like at their first concert and then experience like what a concert is and all that. And it was a great show for it because like the crowd was super chill like a lot of people brought kids, you know, because it was like an outdoor amphitheater grass, you know, field setting and all that. So you didn't have any, there, were, there weren't like a lot of aggro people at all there. Um, guess what? If you're a fan of Dropkick Murphys or Rancid, you're probably old. You're probably, you're <laughs> probably like us. So, you know, there were a lot of people in that bracket. And so it was a great show to take them to because you didn't really have to worry about them. Like, pissing anyone off or like you know covering up for your kids or anything they could just like kind of go nuts and have fun and it was fun um but you couldn't ever just 
relax and watch the show. It was always mm-hmm. like, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? And so I don't know if I'd rush out and do it again anytime soon, because for me, it was not what I go to a show for, but it was fun to take them. So they had a good time. That's good. And then they danced so hard that they fell asleep in the middle of Rancid. <laughs> like, That's awesome. I have been very tired at points in my life. I have been incapacitated with foreign substances at other points in my life. I don't know if I've ever been so tired that I would pass out at a full volume rock concert. <laughs> I, I, I mean, granted they had ear protection, they, so they weren't getting the full blast or anything, but that's a lot to just be like, yeah, I'm falling asleep. I'm done. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, Shannon, have you ever fallen asleep at a rock concert? Nope. Nope. Can't say that I have. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Been knocked out at a rock concert. Never voluntarily <laughs> fallen asleep at a rock concert. That is true. I was at an at the gate show once, uh, not in the pit, but standing near it and caught a full on haymaker right to my eye Ooh. when I was not expecting it. Didn't see it coming at all. And I uh, got a proper concussion from it. <laughs> it was one of those things where, like, my wife was so pissed because she, like, assumed I was, like, drunk and got in a fight. And, like, everyone that I was with the show with was just like, nah, he was just standing there. <laughs> like, we were just, <laughs> like, literally, he was just standing there and, like, caught this blow out of nowhere. But, yeah, it was a total sucker punch. Never saw it coming. Mm. It was, uh, I felt, I felt like Deontay Wilder last night catching a right, <laughs> right cross across the face. <laughs> oh sports uh it's a new record it took us 10 minutes to get into sports talk uh i've been i was actually interested in that fight and i didn't get to watch it uh was it a good one did you did you watch it uh i have not watched it um i'm planning on watching the the re replay on it when it is not pay-per-view ish um mm-hmm. or maybe i'll find a torrent of it something my so fun fact my son is actually a huge tyson fury fan like the huge irish dude that one and or is still and still heavyweight champion of the world um we watched the the second fight at my house and he just fell in love with boxing and was all about it and like couldn't believe that that dude was that big and was hitting that hard and all that and you know this is a weird tangent but it speaks to the power of heavyweight boxing when it when you have a good heavyweight boxing match there's nothing there's no better thing in sports there just there just isn't i don't care you can pro, you know, any Major League Baseball, NBA, Game 7, Super Bowl, I don't care what you got. If it's a great title fight between heavyweights, there's there's just nothing better. And apparently there were two back-to-back, so this one's supposed yeah. to be amazing. I mean, I'll say that it seems uh, like a lot of people, there was a lot of interest in this fight. And obviously, since this is the third time that these two guys have fought, like, there is definitely a, you know, a rivalry there. Um mm-hmm. With the shots that I saw from this most recent fight, um, it did not seem like um, like Fury was the most technical of boxers. His fighting style well, looked ugly, but... Well, see, so that's the thing, is between the two, he's a vastly superior boxer. Mm-hmm. Like, Deontay Wilder is insane hands, and he has power for days, but 
as far as the sport of boxing goes, Fury is a completely better boxer. That being said, I wouldn't take him over like an in prime Tyson or Lennox Lewis or you know, Riddick Bowe or any of those guys because those guys actually were boxer boxers, you know, mm-hmm. like, but. But yeah, Wilder was one of those guys where he just has an insane right hand that just knocks people the F out. And Fury's one of the few guys that can take it. And it's like, okay, you hit me with it. What else you got? And he doesn't have anything, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> and Fury, and Fury's also six foot seven and 280 pounds and can bring it, you know? So, yeah. by the is that so real quick? I know this is such a random conversation but uh real quick is that the best title fight just name wise ever deontay wilder versus tyson fury like yeah yeah that's hard to beat i mean when, yeah i mean when the, but when the both name of matchup is, names are yeah legit. wilder versus fury like okay <laughs> and tyson fury you know like that's a huge pedigree to follow up to. Um, it's just, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, some, that's some, like, Vince McMahon WWE shit. Like, if you were just making up <laughs> names, you know? <laughs> no, like Don King's, like, somewhere around. There's, like, yeah, I did that. I did that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Only in America. Um, well, should we, should, we, should we talk some actual video games? Should we do that? Yeah, uh, I mean, sure. So uh, I know you're all about Smash because uh, God, dude, you know, did you go pick it up now that Sora is coming. Mm, I mean, I already own it, so am I glad? So you're gonna to... get all? You got... <laughs> no. Or have you been have you been polishing your keyblades? Mm, yeah. No, no. No. I mean, I'm happy for Come the on, people. Man. I I don't I don't understand people's obsession with that game smash yeah totally <laughs> i'm right there with you yeah, smash i don't understand it like period like i don't i mean, I, mean I, never, I, I know yeah i mean i'd never played uh this game before this um and this i mean i i look back this has been out for what like four years like this is a four this is the the last character in a four-year run that's redonkulous that people have been playing and following this game for that long this is what it's eighty second character for this game or something like that. It's it's nuts. I mean, good on him for continually pumping out content. Like that's that's pretty impressive and pretty amazing. Even though a lot of the characters have been, you know, fucking fire emblem dude number three. You know <laughs> who the hell cares? But the, the to your point, the longevity of all this is very impressive. Mm-hmm. It really is. The, and uh, that screen in handheld mode must look atrocious when you're having to pick a character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they do it in like, because I don't play Smash, so I don't know, but I wonder if they do it in like sections. It's like, here's 20, here's 20, here's 20, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, Smash is one of those games I've never understood. I mean, I've played it. I've tried it a bunch of times. I, I remember trying it on like the GameCube era and then tried it again with the Wii. I passed on the Switch because I fig- it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto at this point. I figured out I just don't like them. Mm-hmm. But I, I've played it on the Switch. Like, I know people that are super obsessed with it and want to play it every chance they get. And so I've, I've played it when I've been hanging out with them. I, I don't understand it 
like I don't understand the love. I'm willing to accept it's just me. I it's, it it just doesn't hook me for whatever reason. And and I'm also that asshole that just that I don't understand why Zelda is a thing. Also, like people getting tattoos and freaking adorning their house and triforces and shit. Like okay, great. Like I don't I don't get it, but sure. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm happy that you know the Kingdom Hearts people finally got theirs. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty funny though because. I never really would have expected that to be in a Smash title um, just because it's not anything that's really, I mean, other than like the smaller Kingdom Hearts versions, I don't think any of the major ones were ever on Nintendo. Mm -hmm. um, and even when they re they announced Sora's character, if you look in the background for his character where Donald and Goofy were, they actually just edited them out and then just moved the two other <laughs> like tertiary characters up in the background shot. So... Oh, wait, is that true? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. funny. So, that's like, funny. Disney was like, okay, we'll give you Sora, but we're not going to give you Donald and Goofy to put in the background. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's one of those things where I, I honestly didn't expect that either, just because of the legality of it, like getting that license. I mean, Kingdom Hearts, it's kind of a miracle in today's world Kingdom Hearts still exists, because there are so many just copyright snags throughout that whole thing like the whole disney catalog a whole square catalog like the way they interlace them throughout that whole thing it's it's impressive that kingdom hearts even is a thing that functions and then to take a main character out of that and drop it into a main nintendo character uh, franchise which has nothing to do with either square or disney <laughs> like I would be impressed as hell if Square could get their own character, Sora, into another Square property, <laughs> let alone, like, a Nintendo thing. So, uh, I, mean, I mean, who the hell knows? Maybe maybe they've been working on Sora for four straight years trying to get him <laughs> since the original release. Who knows? He's like but, the Spider-Man of, uh, of, for the Avengers, as he right, is, or, like, you know, right. Sora. For, yeah, great. Good job. I mean, it's awesome. Do it. I'm sure people will be happy. But I mean, I mean, I, I, he looked cool. Like he, his variants were pretty cool because they did yeah. one of those like '50s like uh, cartoon variants of him. So, I mean, cool. His move set looked pretty cool. Um, they had him fighting Sephiroth in the um, in the uh, mm -hmm. the demo, and I was more interested in Sephiroth because it looked like he was wrecking Sora up until Sora started getting some of his like moves off, and then I was like, okay, well. Seems like another blade fighter. Cool. I mean, you have yeah. fifty percent of your your characters in there have blades, so cool. You know who else has blades, Shannon? Uh, uh, chickens. Chickens. <laughs> chickens have blades. Strap deep. In the latest Far Cry game, and uh, you know, Peta is just not happy about that. So. Um, for people that don't know, uh, in Far Cry 6, there's a cockfighting minigame where it turns cockfighting into essentially Mortal Kombat. Or is there a chicken-based or bird-based term for Mortal Kombat? I don't know. I should have looked that up <laughs> first. Um, and, uh, you know, while you're sitting there separating the light meat from the dark meat uh, via chickens, uh that they really don't like this 
because it's uh, cruelty to fake animals, and they definitely don't want to show you things that absolutely exist in uh, Latino culture. Um, so, yeah, uh, I thought that was kind of, I mean, what? <sighs> there's just, there's so many <laughs> real problems in the world, you know? Like, yes, thank you for taking a stand against digital chickens in a Mortal Kombat minigame. Thank, thank you. The, the, the clucks heard around the world will be a chorus <laughs> that cannot be denied. Uh, Shannon, do you have thoughts? Uh, you know, it, there's a part of me that just is that says PETA needs to lighten up, and I get that. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a little. I mean, come on, dude! It's a video game. Um, you know, most of the people that are playing that game, I don't think are even going to follow up on that because it it doesn't add anything to the game like you don't get any special mm. it's an it's basically for achievement hunters is basically what it's for but i did watch a video on it um because i haven't gotten there yet in the game and i mean it looks pretty hilarious i mean there's a chicken called toasty that you can get <laughs> like on the bottom nice. of the screen um i mean it's a full roster of chickens that you can i mean there's probably like 20 different chickens that you can get um to unlock and it's a very simple mechanic to um, to attack and you know actually um, fight in the game, but it's hard to master, right? Like there's a lunge attack, there's a scratch attack, you have some jumps, and when your power up bar fills up, you have like a special attack that you can do, which basically is hilarious depending on the chicken um, that is fighting. Uh, but does it, know, does it do the does it do the bone break animation like Mortal Kombat does? <laughs> no, it's that not would be that amazing. Um, just, all of a sudden, it's like an X-ray of a drumstick, you know, it's just like snap. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Tenderizer. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it is what it is, dude. It, I think on some level, Ubisoft knew what they were doing, and it was going to get some publicity, and it was going to probably push the sales of the game. Uh, you know, PETA wants them to remove it from the game, and I don't think that's going to be something that's going to happen. Um, so, you know, they got their free publicity. They got I mean, their name in the news for what they wanted. People are going to play the game because of this stupid little thing. And it, you know, I don't know. It's just my favorite. My favorite part is the state of their statement is when it says PETA Latino urges Ubisoft to replace this reprehensible mini games. My apologies with one that doesn't glorify cruelty. They know it's in Far Cry, right? <laughs> like this isn't like this is like oh we stuck this in the middle of Stardew Valley. No, it's a game where you go around murdering people as much as you can in fun and inventive ways <laughs> and it's like yeah. and not but to, the chickens guys but not the chickens. yeah well not to mention in this one um instead of having um uh like uh npcs follow you around that help you kill things you have pets like so your pets are basically your your uh your help in this game you have a full-on alligator that's wearing a baseball jersey that you send out to freaking bite the legs off of people, roll around, snap their necks, bite their limbs off, whatever you want. That's fine. That alligator's getting his. Yeah. PETA has no problems with that at all. It gets shot a couple times, and it basically goes down, but it, it, re it resuscitates itself and comes back and kills more people. The chicken, though? A tough gator. I mean, 
You're going to see him get made into KFC late, sooner or later. It's just, uh, you know, how it gets there. It's just, uh, like I said, just an interesting hill to plant a flag on. That's mm-hmm. that's all. It, it, one of those news things when you come when it comes across your screen, you're like, seriously, is this a thing? But then again, hey, me and you were sitting here talking about it, so I guess so, you know. So how do you fix it, right? So instead of having a, a cockfighting mini game, what do you have? Or how do you fix it? If, if you're Ubisoft, how do you fix it? Uh, do you have them like instead, like at, at the end of fatality, you have them kick them into a, like a, a a a tub of of hot oil, so they just deep fry like right there? <laughs> okay, that's that's not helping. That's not first <laughs> off. But, but it would be hilarious if the if the course throughout the course of the battle, you like lost feathers and then like fell into a sack of flour, or something. <laughs> And then, like, the final thing was you were kicked into the oil. Um, no, uh, I don't know. Like, it would be – maybe, like, they go the other tact of it. Make it, like, a vegan cooking mini game. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you know, to get the guy out of uh, the lockbox that the Federales have him in or whatever, you've got to win, like, a, a black bean curd patty making competition or something <laughs> what what if they change it so that PETA cut down like shut down their cockfighting ring and everybody's starving now because they have no way to make money so like you got to find edible things in that area to eat <laughs> there, well no there you go there you go uh so you take the bones of all the murdered humans and, and get and and boil them down for gelatin but now you've got a good grow off on the side, so you're making edibles from the bones of all these murdered people to sell the Americans. There you go. We solved it. <laughs> awesome. It took a really dark got turn. No, you've got, yeah, well, you've got no shortage of human bodies in Far Cry. Mm-hmm. If the only rule is I can't use animal bodies, I've got, I've got corpses piled to the skies as far as... <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, Peter can't get mad at that. (laughs) You have no clout here. (laughs) (laughs) You have no clout. We're doing this for clout. Um, (laughs) But yes. Uh, uh, So I have no way to transition out of that. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a hard one. That took like a. Yeah, that took a a hard turn. So uh, you know what showed up in my house uh, yesterday? Shannon, uh, this this showed up at my house yesterday. Uh, is that the, the OLED? That is the OLED switch. Ooh, it is pretty. See how small that bezel is? Look how small move, that move, move bezel a little closer. Is. Move a little closer so the camera recognizes it. I, I don't, dude. You're. It's like it's Skype does not not want me uh, to see that technology. It is jealous. It, it, it it's trying to save your wallet as we speak. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Oh, it's right. beautiful. Let's see. Let me see. Ooh, I like it. It's very pretty. It's, it's one of those things. Uh, I heard another podcast describe it, uh, and it made sense as soon as I heard it. Remember when iPads first came out? Mm-hmm. And up until, like, the third generation, they had those huge bezels? Mm-hmm. And then you look at an iPad now, and it's like it makes the that first couple of generations seem like the most ancient piece of garbage you've ever seen in your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. The bezel effect is kind of the same on the switch. 
it it has that same thing where like you when you put them next to each other i mean yes the oled is brighter the darks are darker all that type of stuff uh but when you when you really put the screens next to each other it's like man that looks old like the old one does <laughs> look old now you know just because just because of the it's it's a combining factor of the size of the bezel with the overall brightness and and temperature of the screen you know uh mm -hmm. i'm i put pokemon snap on there uh mario 3d uh some some nintendo based stuff and ran them on both machines and th visually it's it's way superior it's one of those things like if you don't have a switch at this point i wouldn't it's worth the $50 just for the visual upgrade over, over the non OLED model. Um, that being said, it, bro, it's a switch. Like it, there, there's absolutely no performance increases there. I, the battery life does seem better, but that also could just be because my other battery is four years old now. So possible that just doesn't hold the charge as well anymore. Um, it's nice to have two working joy cons again, because I haven't had those in a long time. Um, and, uh, yeah, otherwise the, the, the kickstand, it works. The kickstand absolutely works. It's the, it's the entire width of the machine. Now it holds it in place. It's actually usable. I'm still probably will never ever use it, but it totally works. I had to check it out just to make sure. Um, and yeah, it's one of those things like we, uh, we originally were not going to get one, but, uh, my wife very much wanted one that was an adult one. And since the kids have been, you know, semi thrashed our original one that can still be theirs and we can have one that, uh, is for the adult hands. And also that way, uh, you know, my wife can play her games while my kids argue over who plays Pokemon. So nice. Uh, it's a bigger screen, right? It is a bigger screen, yes. So it, it's the same footprint, but with the bezel being smaller all the way around, all that's now filled in with screen. So, okay. Okay. yeah. And then um, did it come with the silver? Was it like a silver, um, like, Joy-Cons? Uh, so there's there's a one with white Joy-Cons, but uh, mm -hmm. my wife wanted the uh, pink and blue, mm -hmm. like the, the OG style. So that's the one she preferred. Nice. And uh, are you planning on putting those hoary ones on there, or are you just gonna? Because you got so some we giant still, hands. Yeah, I uh, I've decided I like the hoary model uh, better for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, so when I play on this, I will probably switch those out. But um, I will be using the standard Joy Cons if my kids are playing because I do not want them wrecking these Joy Cons, the way they thrashed my original set. So, <laughs> I mean, sure. The, the original set was drifting, uh, in, would have started drifting at some point, but damn, they made sure it started drifting. Let me tell you. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't, dude, I don't know what Nintendo's problems is with those because the Hori ones I've had for two years now, and they it's mm -hmm. the same pair, no drift, still no drift. Yeah. No, those things are rock solid. And I, I have to say, like, yes, the screen is nicer. Yes, um... You know, it, it does what they promise as far as a screen upgrade. It's a bummer, man. They, they, they had a chance to do some sort of ergonomic upgrade to the Joy-Cons. And just, you know, slapping the same ones on there, it's kind of kind of sucks. You know, like it would have been, 
it would have made the purchase a slam dunk for anyone if they would have come out with a better ergonomic set of Joy-Cons with like, these absolutely will not drift. We fixed that problem. They didn't do any of that. They just like, eh, here's the same shit. Thank you for buying another set in, in a year because these ones will break too. Suckers, you know? And and yeah, I've just, I've gotten too used to the Hori ones now that these playing snap on it this morning was like, yep, this is going to hurt my hands after a while. Like I can already <laughs> feel it coming, you know? So. Bummer. But other than that, it's, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool, cool little uh, upgrade. Like I said, if you were going to get one uh, and you were trying to decide between the standard and the OLED, go the OLED. The screen upgrade is worth the 50 bucks. It's uh, and just color wise, it, it things pop, like especially the the Nintendo based titles mm -hmm. that make a great use of color palette and all that. You know, your Mario's and Pokemon and uh, Splatoon and stuff like that. Like it just it pops off that screen like it looks amazing. Um, it looks like when you see things running on PC, like in 4k, when people emulate the games and, and up them and stuff like that, it looks similar when you're, when you're playing it on this, it's, it's a noticeable, like you, do, you, you're not counting pixels. It's, it's obvious that it's better, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So nice. So yeah, I'm glad you're shabby. Oh, thank you. Did I will you... probably never play it because <laughs> my wife will like it, but, I was gonna say, like, this was your we one weekend to play it. Did you get any? Did you did you try like Dread, Metroid Dread, or anything? No, I, I, we didn't pick up Dread. It's just it's hard to justify another fifty bucks on top of that purchase already. Mm -hmm. um, and especially when there's a bunch of stuff that I have already purchased that I need to play, and uh, and some stuff dropped on Game Pass that. I wanted to get to. So it's also one of those, like I would have just been spending money to play dread for a half hour to go. Oh, cool. And then, you know, put it down, be done <laughs> with it. Yeah, exactly. So, so, uh, I guess that's all our news. This week. Oh, did you want to talk about Activision? Nah. Case? Nah. nah. I mean, we talked about them nah. last week. Uh, I, do you, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about it. Um, you know, after I had some time to think about it, $18 million seemed pretty small. Um, yeah. In comparison small. to the the harassment, um, but then um, I guess we'll talk about it this week. Um, there was news that Activision settlement uh, case that we talked about last week isn't going to go through because the Fair Housing and Employment Division of California said that if they settle, they're going to basically lose a whole bunch of evidence that they need for their court case. So Activision mm. is back in hot water again. So they have not settled anything. Um, so yeah, I guess it gives them uh, a chance to, to pay more money because $18 million to a company like Activision Blizzard uh, is probably dropping the bucket. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add to that, the story we covered last week, Zach? No, that that was essentially it was um, people people were rightly dunking on uh, you know the the court system for letting this go through because you know I mean Call of Duty makes eighteen million dollars in a day, let alone like it's not going it, it does the penalty does nothing to actually affect change in any way it's just great this goes away moving on. Um, and it's uh, I think it's personally hilarious that outside of uh, the one agency who was just trying to clear this off their books, 
another agency was like, no, 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 dog. Nah, we, you're not done. You're not, done. no, I'm not letting you do this. Like you're not, you're not going to sign that paper. Uh, cause that 18 million is going to be, you know, a 10th of a percent of what we're going to get out of this. And I need all that. So you, you can go away and we'll just pick this up. That's fine. Um, which is what's happening here. And, uh, yeah, good, good. Cause <laughs> man, I know, I know Activision's taking a lot of heat and, and yes, guys, I get it. There's the chorus of like, but there's a lot of good people there that make good things. And like, they're just trying to do that. Fuck it. No, you work for a piece of shit company. Brush up your resume and go work somewhere better. I'm sorry you worked that hard on Diablo 2. Fuck Diablo 2. Fuck Diablo 4. Fuck Call of Duty. I'm sorry. Fuck that whole company. Like, it's a piece of fucking shit cesspool of a company and you choose to work there. So I'm sorry. I don't feel bad for you. I'm sorry you work so hard for a piece of shit. Like, sorry, I apologize, but I kind of how I feel about it. And you being a good person working at a shitty place isn't an excuse. That's not an acceptable excuse. So that's where I stand on that. Sorry. But no, I mean, I mean that's a, it's a good bookend. Good open and shut bookend. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had I, one uh, book on the shelf. I was, mm -hmm. you know, looking at what can I use to, to, to support this? And you just you just came up with slap both ends of it. Just, <laughs> yep, I, I got you. I got you on the other end. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It, it You know, it's kind of like what you guys were talking about last week. And it it's it's one of those things where I was really looking forward to Diablo four and yeah, I was going to play Diablo two, the remaster. And I usually check out the call of duty every year just to see what it's like and, and all that stuff. And man, I just have zero interest in any of that. Like there, you can't make something to put, bring me back at this point. Like you can't release a thing that's going to make me change my mind at this point. Like we've moved past products bribing me. And, and I'm speaking for me. This is me personally. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like I've got to see some actual things come out of this before I'm just willing to let bygones be bygones in your Bill Cosby room, you fuckers. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> um, but anyway. We can move that uh, past that unpleasantness, I guess. Um, should we talk a little weekly consultation? What mm -hmm. we have been playing? Yeah. Do you want to give us like a uh, like last week I sang a little intro. Do you want to do a little want to mm -hmm. do a little intro? No, <laughs> no, not at all. all right. I'm not singing the intro for weekly consultation. <laughs> um. <laughs> Can't wait for you to parse that out and play it over the next two years. Um, <laughs> so, Shannon, you've been playing Kenna, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, hey, remember how that game was fun and you were going through it at a really good clip? <laughs> uh -huh. and, then, and then you got the arrows. And immediately after you get the arrows, you go into the fight with that motherfucking wood knight. And that uh -huh. game got impossibly hard like out of nowhere <laughs> i 
I told yeah, you that game is like Dark happened. Souls, dude. Like it just creeps up on you. Like you think it's you think but it's the, all cool. But the thing is, is I was like four hours into that thing just cruising. Like mm-hmm. cruising. I mean, sure, there were a couple difficult fights, but for the most part, it was like, yeah, you die once or twice, you figure it out, you move on. Mm-hmm. That would day. It was just like out of freaking nowhere, man. That thing took me forever to beat. Mm-hmm. To figure out how to like beat it and get your shots. Cause it's like, sure, it's got things growing out of it that you blow up for extra damage, and then your uh dudes can get in there and wreck some shop and all that. But you can't get close enough to it. You can't spin it around to clip it with arrows. If you get close, it does a double attack that you cannot dodge out of. You basically have to dodge one and then parry the other in, in, and you better have that timing, right? Cause if you don't, you're getting smacked and it's like, Oh my God. It, it, the game did nothing to warn you that that level of difficulty jump was coming. It, it just all of a sudden was there. And it was like, good Lord. Um, that being said, that's my one complaint about that game. I freaking love that game. It's gorgeous. It plays really fun. My kids love watching it. They're all in rot. Um, my daughter likes picking out their hats. It's good times. Um, but yeah, uh, have you beat it? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, I, I am... I think I'm right at that night, the wood night. Uh, I got murdered by him, and then I was just like, I got to put this down for a minute and uh, reevaluate some things, and that's pretty much where I left it. My my recommendation to you, actually, so you, um, I I think I'm pretty close to finishing it at this point, Um, but my recommendation would be drop it to story mode because Mm. it still plays fun. It's not it's not like some how some people do story mode. It's not like Psychonauts 2 where you're literally just pressing forward and going. Um, there's still like good platforming. There's decent challenge to it. it. It essentially just bumps your life bar really high and lowers your enemies down. But it's it's a story worth seeing. And there's a lot in there that's absolutely worth seeing, just animation wise and and the world building that they do. Mm-hmm. So I I would recommend that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's just um, my pride won't let me do that. Like, you know, I've listened to a bunch of other podcasts recently where a lot of mm-hmm. the hosts have been talking about getting older and not having the eye-hand coordination to do some of the trickier components of some of these games. And I just refuse to be one of those people mm-hmm. that puts it into story mode to play it. Uh, you oh. know, my pride won't let me right well, now. So, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to beat my head against the wall it, until remem- I beat that wood thing. I'll remember this come game of the year time when it's not on your list because you <laughs> never finished it because you gave up at the wood night. So, <laughs> it'll be good. Um, so, uh, hey, have, have you, so Scarlet Nexus is a game that came to Game Pass last week. Mm-hmm. Kind of out of nowhere, but it's a game I've been meaning to play. I've been looking at, side-eyeing for three or four months now. So I jumped on to download it when it hit. And uh, you've not played Scarlet Nexus, right? No, I downloaded it, but I have not played it. Well, first off, let me tell you, you're going to love this game. Because it is some anime bullshit. Like, holy (laughs) crap, is this some anime bullshit. 
Um, well, so essentially you are, you can pick between uh, two main characters. Uh, I think it's Kasane and Yuito, I want to say is the boy's name. Kasane is the girl. Um, I picked Kasane because she looked cool. And uh, you were part of the OSF, the Others Suppression Force. And uh, the others look so far have looked like um, mannequin legs with flower vases on top of them. Okay. Or potentially like a giant ram, but missing half of its skin or flesh on parts. Things like that. Really just weird crap. Um, but, but cool like they work they work in the thing it's not like i mean it's kind of weird for being weird sake but at the same time it's just you, you roll with it really easy um and you are cadets of the osf and you have been selected to be cadets because everyone there has some sort of uh psychokinetic abilities some people can uh teleport some people can use telekinesis uh kasane is a telekinesis user um, there's electrokinesis and invisibility and other things you can do. Um, the thing that keeps me playing this game, because I kind of can't stand the anime bullshit, <laughs> you know, like you and your sister are part of the OSF cadets and you're in the opening of the game, you're getting into a fight when the others attack the town, but your sister is uh, really attracted to the two boys you come across. And, you know, it's all about the boys and you're trying to, meanwhile, kill these others and also protect your sister. But then you're like, I need to go research who these boys are that my sister. It's really dumb. Like, it's really <laughs> dumb. But the combat is fucking rad. Like, it is the combat is so good. Like, Kasane has these like essentially they're like they call them mental knives or something, but you hit, you, you fly around, you hit X and there's like these spinning light swords that come out around you and they hack and slash things and you build up a meter to build up your psychokinesis. So then you're hacking slashing and you can flip backwards and grab like a car, a fucking <laughs> concrete barricade, trash cans and just wail on things with like it. it and it's, it's one of those uh, mechanics where it never doesn't feel just like the coolest thing ever. Every time you do it, I don't care if it's the 10th time in a row. It's like, yeah, smash that motherfucker with the car. <laughs> it was so good. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a, you know, a, a very expanding system of, of upgrades that you can do. There's a, looks like a good tech tree that you can build off of. I'm only probably two hours in at, at this point, but I'm, I, I'm shocked with how hooked I am. I'm I'm skipping a lot of the story. I will admit, there's a lot of story, but <laughs> uh, I, I'm basically watching enough to get the plot point, and then I'm like, skip, 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 skip. Let's get back to killing things because the combat freaking rules. Like it, it's really fun. So is it like a Mosu type of combat where there's like hundreds of enemies on the screen, or is it just no? Okay. Yeah, usually, usually you get like three to eight, or, or you'll get like, like six to eight, and then or like two to three and a boss level, dude, and and all of that. But uh, I'm really kind of into the world they've built too, because there's a 
it was essentially like a a I guess an internet for the lack of a better world term between all of these characters. And so you're, they call it brain talking, but essentially you can just like tele telepath your way talking to other people. You send each other like brain emails that you can answer <laughs> and reply to on the fly. Um, and it's, it's really cool, man. Like I, I just like the world they've built up and everything. And it's, it's fun having some, you know, some Star Wars ass force powers that you can just whip things around with and and you're hacking things up. It's it's freaking rad. Like I it's the game I want to stop this and go play right now. So is it so is it like uh simple to maneuver between your attacks and gra- like grabbing things in your surroundings to use as weapons? Um do you feel there's a learning curve there? <laughs> There's a little bit of a learning curve. Like, it doesn't flow as easily as, like, say, a Devil May Cry or, or a Bayonetta or something like that, where, you know, 20 minutes into the game, it feels like breathing. It's so natural that you're just whipping things, all this stuff around. But I will say, once you learn the button combinations to do some of this stuff, which aren't difficult, it's not like fighting game level button combinations or anything. Um, once you once you kind of figure out the inputs, the the nature of combat flows really well. Like you'll rush in, hack, 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 realize the other guy's about to attack. So you hit Y to do your flip out, B to dash out of the way. And while you're dashing out of the way, you pull the trigger, you grab something as you're dashing and it does the attack by itself. Like you don't need to target that. Mm-hmm. So you can hit the dash, grab, and then all of a sudden this car is coming in from left field and it's just smash, smash, and then <laughs> drops it on the dude. And, and you know, rinse and repeat in, in so many ways. But it it starts to flow really cool. And the more upgrades you get, the more combos you get. It kind of like Spider-Man in that regard, you know, like you get, you unlock more abilities and combos and stuff. And I, it's just fun. Like it's, it's, it, whatever the secret sauce, they, they, figured out it, it has a little bit of that um devil cryness to it where you find yourself getting in fights just because they're really fun like, <laughs> it's one of those like I, I see i see a group of others down there oh i'm just gonna go fuck them up just because i need to <laughs> i need to get in more combat you know um and i haven't come across anything that's like insanely difficult but uh yeah i'm i'm happy i took a chance on it because the animanus scared me of this game i'll be honest and and half hour in when it's doing the full exposition dump on on yeah i was sitting there going like "Ooh, i may have made a mistake i'm not (laughs) sure if i'm gonna pick this one back up but uh you know after that the the combat starts to open up and i'm like oh okay okay we're here this this is good so i think i think you, you would actually really like this game so. Yeah, I uh, I downloaded it and uh, it's awaiting me to play. So uh, maybe I'll give it a try after we uh, record tonight. I've heard there's some like JRPGness to this game mm-hmm. as well. Like when I was going through a couple of reviews, I haven't necessarily. I maybe that's what they mean by the upgrade paths and stuff like that. But those seem more action adventure oriented. So maybe there's another layer that I just haven't hit yet. I mean it's. It's it's apparently a pretty big game, like I'm seeing in the 40 hour range. Ooh. So it's it's very possible. I just haven't come across it yet. But right now, I'm I'm 
kind of excited that it's a 48 hour game because it's fun as hell. Like it's, it's totally the game I can see myself picking up and putting a couple hours into every day for the next week or two, just cause it rules. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, game I highly... bring in, bring in new games to the masses. Bring in that heat. <laughs> bring in that heat. Eventually. Just what? like, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, bring in that heat, just like rocket launchers and flamethrowers that are in far cry six so yeah um so i'm yeah I'm why don't you playing, tell us a little bit about that i'm happily playing far cry six um i you know it occurred to me the other day that i hadn't played a first person shooter in a long long time so um given the opportunity uh and you know the the success of the previous far cry games uh i wanted to jump back into the fray and give it a new tr- and give this one a try uh, so you're in this fictional island. Uh, you're on this fictional island. There is a, a dictator who essentially is ba- uh, creating his own hierarchy. Um, there is an herb that grows only on this island that is the cure for cancer. And he is basically exploiting the workforce, the, the poor people on his island, um, working them till death. Um, creating unsafe working environments to uh, basically save the rest of the world is how he puts it. Um, you know, the uh, freedom fighters are like, no, screw this. We need to basically uh, save the save our people, save this country, overthrow the government, and um, find a way to turn this to our advantage and save our save our society. Uh, so that's basically where you start off. Uh, you're basically chilling on a patio at night. Um, your buddies. Then you and this freedom fighter lady have she's come in to recruit you guys because you're ex-military and um, the police are interrogating people. And basically there's a, a random lottery um, on whether you're chosen or not to go work in these sweat fields. Apparently um, your boy is just like, F you guys, you suck. He gets shot in the head. And from then on, it's just you're in the game like you're running from the from the police. Mm. Um, you get on this boat, you think you're free. Um, and when you're on the boat, you're basic. you talk to this, this boy, he's basically got some baseball cards, which is what he's using to get himself off the Island. Um, and, uh, the dictator basically storms the boat. You find out that that kid is his son and that his son's trying to flee, but he, you know, Basically, everybody on that ship gets murdered except you. You basically are able mm. to get off the boat in time. You crash onto an island and uh, or, or onto the south side of the island, and that's where you start. So basically, you're on one end. You have to get to the other. You're killing things and, and murdering things along the way. You start with an alligator as your, as your buddy. Uh, you, you, know, you run into this dude who uh, teaches you how to craft weapons, and you know the alligator apparently attaches himself to you because... Uh, he goes to whoever needs him and because uh, video games. Yeah. Because you know? video yeah. games and the dude, mm-hmm. I mean, it's an alligator wearing a baseball Jersey. I mean, it's so damn cute. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. And then you basically just point him at dudes and like he goes and he just messes them up. Now there's a whole bunch of other pets that you're going to get in this game. There's a pet that, uh, yep. There's a dog that's in a wheelchair. Like, you know, the back legs are in a wheelchair and it basically runs around and like barks and creates diversion. So you can sneak into certain places. Um, there is a rooster. I don't know what it does yet. Um, but there's a bunch of animals that are your sidekicks in this game instead of people, which is great. Um, 
so far the shooting feels a little disconnected um mm-hmm. you know combat is a little uh, i'm still trying to pick up on the combat you know they give you two uh they give you an assault rifle and a submachine gun out the gate to try to um get your bearings and i don't know if it's the sight or if it's just their mechanics but it just seems like uh, it's hard to determine whether you're hitting your targets or not there's no clear outline when you have your sights lined up on them um the you have like a little crosshair that's white and when you hit something it turns red um but that's pretty it just kind of flashes red for a second so it's really kind of hard to tell where you're aiming um another kind of frustrating feature is there's no um there's no like reticle on the screen when you don't have your gun out so when you're doing like the stealth portions and you want to send your alligator in to um create a distraction sometimes you're right to the side of the guy that you want to attack and so you send your alligator over there hoping that it's close enough to attack the guy but because you just sent him over to this spot he just kind of hangs out there for a minute and then comes back and then the the other dude is like alarmed that there was just a random alligator in a baseball jersey chilling behind him for a second um which kind of gives everything up so there's some things that they could have done better with this game so far um but graphically it's it's good uh it's beautiful um getting around um from place to place is pretty um arduous um you can ride a horse um i haven't found any vehicles yet that you can really get into um but i'm assuming that's coming a little little later in the game i've only put in like maybe two to three hours right now um but it's fun like i've done a couple missions i've blown some shit up i've you know taken some things and and made a silencer out of a water bottle for my assault rifle so I'm having fun. It, it seems like it's going to scratch that itch. And, you know, I, 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 I don't have a problem clearing things off of a checklist, right? Like if you see a map and you mm-hmm. see things on it to go screw, mess up, I'm going to go mess it up. Uh, I like the fact that this is kind of all improv- improvisation as far as the, the crafting system. Like everything about it is like, yeah, here's a silencer, but it's like an, a tin can with some, uh, some, you know, steel wool in it. That's basically your silencer, and it's going to heat up. <laughs> and then when it does heat up, like smoke comes out the front of your gun. It's pretty funny. Um, but everything is all ad hoc, right? Like you have a backpack that has missiles in the back of it, and when your bar mm-hmm. fills up, like you can turn your backpack around and just shoot rockets at whatever is in the front of you, um, rocket launcher style. Um, when you upgrade it later, you can use it as like a, a like a nerve gas where you can launch uh, like you know nerve gas into like places and, and knock people out or incapacitate oh, okay. them. it has um a emp function where like you can take out all the electrical devices in a certain area too so it seems like they're really kind of trying to branch out um with the the aesthetic and the look of it which is a breath of fresh air so i'm enjoying it um i think we're gonna stick with it cool now you because you said it'd been a long time like do you think the the gap between the last time you played like a Far Cry and this is helping. Like if you had been in the Far Cry verse, do you think it maybe is uh, not all that? Well, I mean, it's been two years <clears throat> since a Far Cry games come out. So I think even if I had played the most recent one before this one, I think I'd be ready for it. Uh, I will say that there is like a huge difference uh, to me from what I remember in the shooting mechanics. Um, okay. It seems like those have changed a lot, but 
I think the one before this one was uh, that was the the one with the drugs, right? Where like you yeah. had the so that that one felt the shooting in that one felt better than this one. Okay. Um, so that's my only gripe right now, and maybe it's just that I haven't played a first person shooter from Ubisoft in a while, um, and this is how their mechanics have always been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just not, you know, I just don't remember it. But um, it, it's it's a good game. I like it. Yeah, cause, I mean, that's a lot of the criticism I've been seeing about it is just people. It, the criticism seems like people are just more sick of the Ubisoft formula than than anything. And so I'm kind of curious. Like, I think I might give it a shot because I haven't played a Ubisoft game in forever, and I like the far like the last. I mean, I liked Far Cry Three. For, I enjoyed Primal just because you got a bunch of saber-toothed tigers and shit. You got to sick on people, which was rad. Um, but I also then, I skipped 5. I skipped the expansion off 5. I haven't really played any Ubisoft games since... I mean, I played Valhalla, but I bounced off that pretty hard. So, I'm, I don't know. I might That might be one of those when it comes up on a sale. Because I'm, I'm expecting Black Friday prices for Far Cry 6. Mm-hmm. I might I might have to pick that one up, I think. So Yeah, I don't I don't think you'd go wrong with it. Um I think even playing Valhalla you might have a little fatigue with this cuz it's kind of the same format, right? I mean, Okay. It's you, you have a map, you're basically as long your your objective is basically to take out the the head dude. Other than that, like they don't really care where you go or what you do. I mean, there are story beats, but for the most part it's get to the other end, other end of the island and kill that guy. mm mm-hmm. Mhm and have fun doing it. And that's always been the, the secret sauce with Far Cry is all the different ways you can attack an outpost. You know, you can go in guns blazing, you can uh, just stick to the shadows and murder people in silence and play it like a Metal Gear level. You can have your animals go in there and create a ruckus. You know, if they get, was it Far Cry? I think it was three. There were like tigers in cages that you could mm-hmm. release and sick on them and everything and that was always fun yeah i think, I think yeah, until you accidentally shot that damn tiger and then it went after you <laughs> yeah totally it's like damn it um but i think that was always the fun thing with far cry is, is you could do it as you wanted to you didn't have to stick to the script so hard so mm-hmm. all right well cool anything else Mm, no, that's pretty much it this week. It was it was a choice between Metroid Dread and and uh, Far Cry, mm. and when I was looking at Twitter, like everybody who was playing Metroid had said that they died a copious amounts of times. Like they had seen the game over screen more than they'd actually played the game, mm-hmm. and uh, that scared me. And then I saw uh, somebody who actually beat the game, and they had like a a time stamp of like eight hours, a little over eight hours. Which is fine for that for a Metroid yeah. game, um, but you know I kind of I think I I tend to like games where if I'm going to pay sixty dollars I get a little bit more meat on the bone, uh, so that's why I went Far Cry. Cool. Well, and plus you know Justin was getting dread, so he would have that to talk about, even though he's not here because he's at theme parks in Southern California. But I suspect next week we will be getting an earful of Metroid Dread because we'll probably. Because he'll probably have beaten it 100% of it by that point. So. <laughs> um, well, should we do a little spoiler talk about Ted Lasso? Hey, guys. So, you may be wondering where the spoiler talk is at the end of this episode. And let me tell you, 
we had a great conversation regarding Ted Lasso. We talked some Squid Game, uh, some other stuff. But uh, uh, as you can tell, it's not here. So you see what had happened was um, <laughs> we had some recording snafus. Mystery uh, recordings disappeared into the ether. So we are going to loop around and bring you the Ted Lasso wrap-up and Squid Game next week. I apologize. Uh, in the meantime, Shannon, if Justin were here, what would Justin say? You guys are freaking dub, and uh, Disneyland is the greatest place on Earth. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> but if Robbie was here, he would tell us to be great. He would. Because he has class. Oh, dude, I, hold on. I got, I got to redo that. I got to redo that. Hold on. This is what Justin would do. Hey, guys. <laughs> if Justin were here, he would be like, <laughs> sending my freaking audio levels into outer space. Right. <laughs> Keep on rolling, baby.